everybody. I'm Adam Hergenrother. This is Business Meets Spirituality. We believe in personal growth through business success. Today, Hallie and I are going to jump into um, a would you rather question. Mm-hmm. We did this yesterday for um, a group of individuals for our uh, one of our organizations, and we had like 30 just to have fun throughout this time of year. Um, and it was just kind of really interesting, actually, to see the, the responses from people um, when you ask questions like, hey, would you rather spend five years in jail or 10 years in a coma? Right. Mm-hmm. Like just like the differences. Of, it was. Um, and what it's was actually, your answer to that? I'd rather spend five years in jail. Me too. Because I'm because I'm, I'm in control of it. Well, you're completely in, out of control. Well, no, what, when you're in jail. Yes, you are. But like to a certain extent, like you still like you can still like read. You can do a lot of those things. You can, you can exactly. Yes, there's there's a lot of self improvement you can happen in. It's a five years versus ten years, and that's a that's that a, was my thought process yeah, as exactly. well. Exactly, and it'd be an experience. Yeah, that would be for sure. Right, it would be. Yeah. It would be. You curious. could write your memoir. But it was really there. interesting on both sides of that people. Some people were like, "No way, I'm in a coma." Right. Some people were like, "No way, I'm going to jail." Right. It was yeah. just. And I also we used that as a it was a fun thing, but we also used it the would you rather questions right as a way um, of of also understanding how everyone thinks differently. Oh, totally. And, and, and here's a question, and is convicted in their convictions. Right there, they and that's why whenever I'm arguing with somebody, I'm not really arguing. I don't. I try not to argue with people because. If you ever get into a debate with people, I always remind them and say, I believe that you believe you're right. I also think debate and argument are well, two totally things. different things. Yeah. Arguing is I'm going to hold my line and I'm going to pretend I'm right because mm-hmm. whether you're right or wrong, you've now like personally invested in your emotions and they have distorted your ability to see anything differently. Right. Debate to me does, is not necessarily an side. emotional it's exactly right. conversation where argument is an yes. emotional conversation. What I actually thought was interesting is some people depending on the answers and people's rationalization for and or their thought process as they were sharing why they would take one stance or the other on those would you rather questions. Some people um, actually like changed their mind and yes. were like, you know what, that's actually really a perspective I hadn't thought about before. Yeah. And you know what, maybe I would rather just go to jail for five years. Yeah. You know, it's even funny. Um, you know, we were, I was having this conversation with an individual who was very convicted uh, one way as it relates to the COVID policies that are happening mm-hmm. out there. Um, and I just listened to him for a while. And, and basically what I said at the end of it, I said, Hey, you know, the only advice that I'm going to give you, because I'm not going to, I'm not going to argue with you about this is that you, um, you open up to, you're so convicted on one side. I said, I would love to see you just go. It doesn't, you don't need to believe it. You don't need to go buy into it, but just go listen and, and, and do a little research on the other side. So you're mm-hmm. educated a little bit as well too. And I think what will end up happening is you'll get a better, well-rounded solution in a mm-hmm. picture versus just always assuming one side. And this goes with anything. Well, I was going to say that. And it, yes, the research and getting different perspectives, perspectives, I think is so critical, but also just in that one individual, I just think, you know, just understanding that not everyone believes what they believe yes. also goes a long way, regardless if they go and do all this external research, just understanding that not everyone actually huh. thinks or believes what they do. Well, it's like, well, you're getting all, you're getting flustered over a conversation because you're so, you want to, you want to believe that you're so right mm-hmm. that I'm like, how are you doing right now? I'm like, seriously, I'm like, how are you doing? I'm, he's like, well, I'm not, I'm, I'm not good now. And I'm like, yeah, because now you've, you've bought into this and it, whether you're right or wrong is irrelevant. That's not part of the question. Mm-hmm. It's you're so, you're so gone emotionally with this that you can't, you're now actually suffering. And that's not the point. Mm-hmm. The point is that if you're not actually emotionally tied to it, you can say an argument or debate or facts and bring it in there. 
And that's going to help you in leadership too. And I just kind of gave that whole entire perspective on it and it really helped shift them. And, and at the end they were like, well, I hadn't really thought about it that way. And because again, it's it's not, you're not trying to be right. You're trying to find a solution. He was trying to be right, regardless of whether he was right. Right. Or, or sometimes it's not even about finding a solution per se. It's it's just about a sharing of ideas. Yes. And being able to listen to somebody else's ideas and being truly open to it. Right. Right. And open to learning or changing your perspective or. So you're, you're hearing this and it's after January 1st and people are, all about New Year's resolutions, right? About yes. habits are going to change. And so we wanted to do an episode and talk a little bit about, um, or at length about habits, because we are habitual creatures, whether you know it or not, uh, everything you do, whether it's considered a good habit or a bad habit, I'm not, Hallie and I are going to judge people's habits, but whatever you're doing is a habit. Like right. people, some people say, well, I don't have any habits. And I go, your habit is maybe not having habits, but that's a habit. Right. Or, or, right. Or I think sometimes you don't even think that it's a habit. That's exactly right. Every single morning I go to Dunkin' Donuts and get a medium cold brew black. That's a habit. That is a habit. The way you put your pants on, the way you drive, the way you, if you text and drive, right. Mm -hmm. The way you, the things, if you go home and, 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 and have a certain routine when you get home, that's a habit. So you first thing you do is you hang up your coat and you let your dogs out or, or whatever. Like you do things in a certain way. Like for me, one of the, it's really interesting thing is like, I have this habit of whenever I go home, like I feel a need to eat. I just do. Mm. And I I don't know, maybe a lot of people, and I don't know why that is, but it's a habit I've had for a long time. So what I've adjusted to that is I go home and my wife's awesome. She always has cucumbers and hummus because it's like crunchy and I'll grab that. But if I wasn't there, I'd be tempted to go get other things than not even eat dinner because I would just eat the whole thing. So it's like I have, you got to understand your habit stack, right? And then make Mm -hmm. sure that they're, they're good and aligned habits for it there as well too. Mm -hmm. It's, and so, um, as we think about habits in general, um, and, and almost every single, every single thing somebody does is a habit. Basically when you are trying to, when you're trying to create a new habit, it's very challenging, right? When you are, um, trying to break a habit, it's challenging. Challenging, So we asked this question yesterday on the, would you rather, which is why we even brought that up to begin with and kind of where we're leading with this. And the question was, would you, would you rather get rid of one bad habit Mm -hmm. or get one new good habit? Right. So that's an easy one for me. Yeah, there's a big there's a big debate about that one. Yeah, actually, the fir- the person we asked it to initially said get rid of one bad habit. Yeah, and his rationalization was, I'm I'm older, I'm st- so stuck in my ways, and some of my bad habits have been with me for a really long time. So yeah. I'd rather get rid of those because if they're still with me, then it's because I I haven't been able to shake them yet. Yeah. So I'd rather get rid of them now or get rid of them at this point. Yeah, and then I, I kind of look at that. Then a lot of people jumped in, right? Because yeah. everyone had an opinion on this one. And the, the other side of this was I'd rather have a new good habit because if I have a better habit, it automatically replaces a bad habit. Right. Which or could it, be true. It, right. It doesn't automatically replace one. It just may start putting you on a path or building yes. momentum towards adding additional yeah. new good habits or getting or getting rid of one that might not be as helpful. Yeah. The, the really interesting thing is, and this goes back to, um, if you want to, is habits are about getting a different result, right? Mm-hmm. That's just what, like the breakdown, the word, like, I don't know if it's breaking down the word habit, but the way I look at this is that a habit is something you want to do. You want a new result. That's what new year's resolutions are about, right? What is it like 70 plus percent of people want to lose weight or get healthier. Somebody's probably want a new job or more money, whatever those things are. I don't know. Do you know what the top ones are off the top of your head? I mean, it's gotta be losing weight. Yeah, I know that is from there. So, so let's just use that as an example. If people went in there or it's to get healthier somehow, may not always sure. be weight, whatever that is. Right. And if, if you want a new result, so basically they're saying, I want a new result in my life. One of two things has to start either you're thinking 
is going to change, which then causes you to do the thinking alone. The thinking alone can't cause you to lose weight, right? So it's the New Year's resolution creating it. People put so much stock in doing that, but the thinking alone can't cause you to actually have a different result. Now, somebody may argue the thinking alone is the catalyst to get sure. you to do it. That but really, behaviors yes, and activities. it's the thinking plus the action equals the result. So the result, think of it as your New Year's resolution for whatever that is. The thinking may have have produced what you want for a new result, but the only way to actually make the result happen is 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 the action or the behavior that you're taking, Mm -hmm. which is why habits are so important because habits are really saying how you act and how you use your time, right? That's what people are saying is like a habit is something that you interact with every single day. So the, the action has to change. Now we don't care whether or not you change your action that then changes your thinking or you change your thinking that then changes your habit, uh, or your, your action, which changes the result. Either way, you're going to get a different Mm -hmm. result, but, but people don't understand the formula actually applies the other way too, right? So if you are coming into it and you slip from your action, right? Mm-hmm. That is maybe, a, that was a really good, good action that you were taking that had a good result. If you slip on that, like for instance, using health, if you stop working out, your thinking changes around that, doesn't it? It just mm-hmm. all of a sudden kind of escapes you. And then from your thinking changes, then all of a sudden your action starts changing to, to a, a vicious cycle, right? Which mm-hmm. produces the result that you're after versus when you are looking and saying, okay, I want a I'm going to take a different level of action, whatever that is, produce a different result. Now, this can go for anything. This could be for your job. This could be for how you are present, right? This could mm-hmm. be for how much you're on your phone. I mean, that is a challenge right now. I've been sharing that. I mean, like I've, I've been really been cognizant of how much I go to my phone. I don't think I realized the habit that I've created do you, around do you my track phone. How much you're on your phone? Do you Yeah, I mean, it, it emails me, but um, I just ignore it. <laughs> so I don't have to actually look at it. Yeah, I actually do pay attention to that. And mine's been down significantly over the past like month um but i know why and it's because we got dogs mm. and i'm therefore not on my phone because i have something else that's replaced my phone yeah. time yeah which i just thought was interesting it is and i i find it like you know i'll, I'll do good for about 15 20 30 minutes and then, <laughs> and then i get a break <laughs> and then i get a break and then all of a sudden it's like oh i feel like i feel this urge to get on my phone and i'm going I got a question for you though yeah. because you are not a social media guy no i'm not so then what are you doing on the phone I'm checking my email you also don't get that many emails. I've helped you with that over the years. You have. I, well, it's, <laughs> so it's the... It's is it the, just the ha- habit? Yeah, it's the habit of going to checking my emails. Yeah, interesting. Because it's not... I don't. I actually don't go on news sites. I don't yeah. go on social media. I know. It's really about like checking my email. Right. And it's that it's that initial burst of like even wiping away three or four emails yep. that like feel... Because you know I'm a zero inbox guy. Yeah, I know. And I know. And That's like, what I'm I, saying. Like you don't even have that many. I know. Maybe because <laughs> you're on it all Cause, the time. It's probably because I just deleted. it. That's the thing. I didn't realize how much of a habit it was that I kept going to this until like I'm like, what do I want? Do I want my kids to be like knowing me for like going to my phone constantly? Like I look mm-hmm. at my wife who's so good at being able to put her phone away and yeah. she's like I don't know where my phone is and I'm like how, the fuck? how do you not know where your phone is? I know and yours is probably attached to you yeah I know it's somewhere yeah. and so the the times that work really well for this is like when I'm when I'm exercising I don't go to my phone because it's it's inconvenient for me mm. so like when I'm biking or running or skinning or skiing or any of those things it's like they go away for a long period of time what's really fascinating though is like if I am on like a plane I always kind of look at this re- this research if I'm on like a or this experiment for me if I'm on a plane where I can't use my phone I don't have a problem doing it 
Right. It's only if the option is there. So mm. somehow that, that habit is there. If I, if I, if I can get it or if I'm like at a remote camp somewhere that I can't get service, I don't even think about it. It just goes away. Cause it's not an option. It's not yeah. an option. Um, I think that, well, you used a good example earlier that, you know, your habit would, would be to go home and eat something. And so you've replaced that with, it's still a habit. Mm-hmm. It's just, you now have something that supports your goals yes. rather than something that doesn't support your goals. Right. Yes. But it's still a, actually the same exact habit. So what would you then suggest to people who like you are on their phone? I mean, I, let's be honest, I do it too on the phone all the time. I mean, is it, is, do you replace it with something else? Do you, is it the same habit, but you just, I, I don't know. Like what would you do? I think the reason why I, I think there's two reasons why one have created a really big habit over time because 15 years ago, I didn't do it at all. So it's mm. not like I was born with the habit or anything like that. Right? right. So it's not, I'm not illusion to think that I've, I've created this. And I think uh, it's because as like a, I was going to say this from a, whether you're an employee or an owner, you just want to know what's going on. Yeah, of course. And I also think that you, it's the fear of missing out on what's in your inbox. But like, honestly, one out of 10,000 may be important. Other than that, they don't matter. Right. In fact, most of the time when I read them, I'm like pissed off that I read it because now yeah. I have to deal with something, right? Right. And could it have waited till it, the next yes. day when you typically yes. do check or, your emails? Or in an hour or whatever right. it is. That's I'm not right. saying that people don't, you don't need to go check your emails at a time. But when you're, one of the things that we're really working on is when you're, when you're present, right? What's that quote that you, you sent me the other day from, oh, from Ronald Reagan's or former not, executive assistant, exa- yeah. yes, Peggy Grand. Um, she calls it, which I really loved was, is work-life presence yeah, rather than work-life integration, work-life balance, work-life it reminds me separation. Of, it reminds me of just the, the comment where you say work-life, it's all the same. It's just living. Yes. It's kind of that same, that presence, which is really just yeah. either being fully on or strategically off. Meaning that if you're working, be fully present working. If you're not working, be fully present with whatever activity you're doing, which could just be being or not doing, right? You know, I've been thinking about that whole thing that we've been talking about with the, it's just life and which I agree with, but yet I, I, then I was thinking, well, then why do, why has everyone broken it into work and life? And because I too think it's living, but, but then I actually started arguing with myself about it and that I actually do think it work and life is an accurate description because we do spend about 50% of our waking hours at work. So isn't it, uh, I think there's two reasons for that too. I also think it's because, um, for a long period of time, work was actually work. Like even for like on the farm, like I had to go to work. I think it was a way of using language to separate it. And there was for so long in human history, going way back beyond this. I would argue that that's still the same thing today. Yeah. That's what what I'm saying. So that's why it's like, and we're just using different language to like people use the language as a way of kind of separating it. But I don't know if, and we've, we've, we see language as like fixed, almost like intervals instead of seeing it as like one universal thing. It's like, oh, there's a corner of the room. Well, it's all part of the room. That's kind of my point. Like, yeah, work is a corner, but it's still a part of the room. And that's where I think about like living is like, you're just living, you're working and you're doing other things. Yes. And so maybe in more accurate description would be work and home. Yeah, but I don't even say home because some people. I know people work at home. Yeah, Um, work and personal. I don't know. Yeah, well, that's why I'm saying it's just living. It doesn't mean there isn't a separation. It just means that it's all part of what you do. Yeah, no, I I agree with that. So how are you arguing with yourself? Well, I'm yeah, I'm just saying like work work life presence does make sense to me. Yes, exactly. And so the yes. whole point of what we're saying there is because that there are, there is, there are two different yeah, worlds. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So, but the thing is when you're, whatever world you're in, whatever yeah. you're choosing willfully to go do, 
meaning that if you have a job, you may be set to a certain hours, right? You're still choosing willfully to be part of that, right? Yes. You could choose not to, right? You, that's still a yes. choice, right? Yeah. Not recommending that, but it's still a choice, people. So while you're willfully doing that, you just accept that and you, you're fully in while you're there. Instead of being like, why am I here? Why am I here? Be there. Be present with it and see, actually see what happens. Then when you're not there and you're strategically being off, and this is where my conversation that I've been talking about this is, yes, when I'm off, yeah. be actually off. And really be present with that, not needing it. So the habit that you can say is we're placing the food for what you need to do for that example with cucumbers is, um, you know, uh, a friend of ours had used the thing, like put his phone in the mailbox, which, um, I, I don't, I don't, I'm not going to do that for one with in Vermont and like the phone freeze. But like <laughs> yeah. the other thing is like, I, I do think though, that just getting it out of sight really mm-hmm. helps out. Or like, if I go out, like the other day I was going out and I was really thinking about this, I was going out sledding and I left my phone in the house. So I wasn't even tempted to go in there and grab it. Right. Exactly. To do those type of things. I also think I just need to do the, I just need to do work on not thinking that I need to go check my phone as much. And that's the habit yes. that I've created for those yeah. things. And I think a lot of people are probably in that same boat. And that would what, change your thinking, which would then change your exactly. action. Which and, would it, then and, and for mine is more emails. So other people, maybe social media, right. Totally, or, or, yeah. or news. Like I, you know, people get sucked into the news and or like, Netflix or whatever. Yeah. And it, there's nothing wrong with either of the, any of those things. Just yeah. make sure you're willfully going to it. And for me, it wasn't willful because the, the, the urge to come up was not a willful urge. Yeah. It almost overtook you almost like a drug, yes. right. To the point where it's going there. And that's what these, that's why when you, when you, so that's a habit, right? So breaking these habits is very challenging and, and they take a lot of energy, which is why you have willpower though. Mm-hmm. Right. But I do think it's much easier and correct me if I'm wrong, but I do think it's much easier instead of trying to willfully stop doing something to take proactive measures to create it like to adjust what you're doing yeah like instead of just saying i'm gonna try really 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 hard not to look at my phone it's right there i'm not gonna look at it it would just be easier like you said to either put it somewhere else exactly or um turn it off so they're not even getting any alerts or or something like that absolutely you know in atomic habits they talk about like the kind of like the five things there number one is habits are the compound interest of self-improvement right yes which but i would also argue that's the it's the compound of non-self-improvement yeah, I I don't like the the terms bad and good habits either. Yeah, I don't need it. I just like because they're all habits. They're all habits. But I do believe that the w- ones are either supportive of your yeah, goals so in life or that. unsupportive yeah. of your goals in life. So part of it is like doing a check right now in in the beginning part of twenty twenty two, doing a check on what what habits are supporting me. Exactly. I think that would be yes. a really good place for people to start and just to get a little little like check in with themselves or even just think about what your habits are like you know it's not the same thing as checking don't try to one up my (laughs) (laughs) you said of just specific supportive and i'm like why don't you just look at all of your habits yeah the unsupportive (laughs) we're literally saying the same thing you are you're trying to say um of like literally like checking in like your unsupportive and supportive habits exactly right and so just start writing them down it doesn't mean you don't go change them all but just understand what they are my my point was that you might not even know at first if they're supportive or or unsupportive until you look at them yes exactly number two is like if you want better results we talked about right then forget about setting goals but focus on your systems instead which is the process which is the action yes right forget about the actual if you need to forget about the goal and just focus on what do I need to, how do I interact with life? Cause that's really what yeah. it is. Thinking is not interesting. There's a, there's a way to be present thinking, but just thinking about something and then thinking about it is not going to change the thing that's there. Yes. The goal to lose. Well, let's just use the example. The goal to lose 20 pounds is great. That's a thought. Yes. But unless you are doing the activities and the supportive habits every day, the goal is really irrelevant. And I think with any habit that people are thinking about changing or any result they're thinking about changing 
it needs to be something that needs to be maintained in their life for, for life. And that's how I always look at habits. And I'm going to stop when I'm going to start one is, is this a habit or at least for a period of time? Is this a habit that I, that I really want to bring in for life? Because people, I don't want people to be wealthy for a day or healthy for a day. I remember, um, Don Shipley, if you remember this guy, he, remember I signed up to do this Navy SEAL course. I always remember this conversation conversation. It was to go train with Navy SEALs and I paid for it. And then we ended up having another kid. And so I didn't end up going down to it and I was going to do it, but I remember I had a conversation with him for about an hour. You know, he's a Navy SEAL. You know, I'm, I love Navy SEALs because of their mental capacity, right? I was actually having this conversation my son the other day. He's big in the Navy SEALs right now. I'm like, you know, there's a time that I I, I would have been a Navy SEAL. And Asher's like, he couldn't have been a Navy SEAL. And Sarah's like, yeah, he could have. Yeah. And, and I was like, yeah, I could have, dude. He's like, and he's like, really? And I'm like, and he's at the age. And I was like, yeah, there's a lot of me that part of me that would love to have, but it wasn't my path. But, um, but anyways, the, um, uh, when I was talking to this guy, um, Don, he runs, um, extreme Navy seals and he's shut down now, but he's, he had like 3000 people come through there and different things. And I was like, so tell me about your physical, like scenario. He's like, you know what? He's like, we don't beat people up physically. He said, because the reality is, is I could come in here and we could kick somebody's ass physically for a week, but that wouldn't do anything. They would mm-hmm. go back to doing whatever it is. He goes, what we want to do is we want to teach people essentially how a Navy seal thinks in a week. So then they can apply that to whatever they want in their own life. life. Yeah. And so that's kind of the same way you need to, I've always remembered that conversation. I don't remember exactly how he said it, but that's how I interpret it. And so that's how I think about any habit that I want to do is I want the habit that I'm willing to work on at this level needs to be a habit that I'm, that I want to create for life. Right. That's sustainable. Yes. That's sustainable. But that's not something like, Hey, I've got 30 days. I'm going to create this habit and then it's going to go away. What's the point? Well, is that even a habit? Well, not really, but even like people don't think that way, like consciously, but I still think they get so involved in going like, I just need to do this for 90 days yeah. and then I'm going to be set. Well, if you do it for 90 days and go back to not being set, you're going to go back to what you're doing. Well, I mean, doing 75 hard is like the perfect example. Exactly. At least for me, it was where it was 70 for 75 hard was like amazing. Mm-hmm. Great. I, I, but I would not think I, I, I needed much longer to create habits than the 75 days. Yes. It was a great start, but then it, when it was done. It was done. It was done. And I was like, now, now what do I do? I was not going to work out two times a day for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. I just, I yeah, not, I just don't really have the time nor did I want to. Yeah. Well, um, you had the extra time. There's more you don't yeah, want to. Yeah. Right. Or, and I wasn't going to not drink alcohol for the rest of my yeah. life. Those were just two, two non-starters. <laughs> just <laughs> yeah. weren't going to happen. Yeah. So I needed to, I need to now figure out what is sustainable Yes. where I can, you know, work out, have alcohol when I want to. It's an in, in a healthy way. It's an infinite game you're playing. Yes. It's yes. not a, a finalized. Now, I, the, the argue, argument to this could be is like, I, I think about like sometimes when I was doing a triathlon, it was a very specific purpose set of training yeah. that I was doing for that. But then I, I also was very clear from the beginning that I'm not going to sustain this for my life. I don't think you were trying to create no, I wa- the habits no, of an Ironman. I wasn't. You were just Only training. for a period of That's time. Different. And then yeah. I just used that though as fuel to keep up my training. But the yeah. fundamentally, when I went into that, I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to really bolster this up, but I'm going to come back to my baseline of what I believe is really healthy for a way of living, yes. like, right. Of what I do. And I also enjoy food. Like I'm yeah. not going to not, this is just me right talking, but I want to, I want to eat really healthy 90% of the time. Yeah. And then 10% of the time, I really don't want to think about it, yeah. right? Or whatever those things are. I can't remember who originally said this. I can't, I can't remember, but I heard it again. Brian Force said it recently on some video that he was doing. And I know he, he didn't create this thing, but um, it's eat real food, mostly plants. 
That's yeah. his rule. Yeah. And I'm like, that's a really good one. Yeah. It, it, I mean, if you, if you go do that and move your body, yeah. you're good. Yeah. We, we, we don't, and I, I try to explain this to all three of my kids. It's like all three of them are shaped differently. They are. They're all wonderful human beings, but I, I have this real conversation with them. I'm like, Sienna is shaped differently than Asher. Asher shaped differently than Maddie, right? I mean, all of them are different. They were different when they came out. They're different in their bodies. So don't try to pretend like you're being each other. Because I saw that like, well, Maddie's so skinny and she just can eat whatever she wants. And she is. She is like yeah. Sarah who tall legs and just skinny and like could eat anything she wanted to and not mm-hmm. ever gain an ounce of anything. Mm-hmm. Like she's like, sometimes I'm like, do we eat enough? Right. Yes. Like, that's like Bill. Yeah. It's like there's, and there's people like that. Whereas like Asher is kind of in the middle between yeah. Sarah and I, and then Sienna's more like me where we're, we can put on a lot of muscle really fast, but we, we have this insatiable appetite to want to eat a lot of food and just, we can put on weight quickly as well too. It's just, that's not a, this is reality of what it is. Right. And, and that's why I was almost a hundred pounds overweight at my peak because it was just like this thing. So when the, when the kids were going at this, at this age, I sat them down and I just started explaining like, look, everybody's different. Stop trying to be your sister. Stop trying to be him or not him. Cause then Maddie's like, I need to gain weight. Right. Like I'm like, oh, geez, yeah. no, because yeah. they don't know. Like oh, they, totally. it's yeah, this yeah, whole yeah. thing. So I just really sat them down. I'm like, you understand everybody look at, look around. I said, think about every animal that you see out there. Is it shaped differently? The squirrel isn't trying to be the deer. Right. So like, just be you. And hopefully you can get that analogy, but it's true, right? They, they're all different in that way. Yeah. So when you're, when the whole point of saying that is when you're stacking a habit, you should have the habit that's realistic. Look, not realistic and putting limiting on you, but realistic for what your life is going to look like putting the habit in place. Like reading a book. Are you really going to read five books a month? I don't know. Maybe you will. Maybe you won't. Right. I like to, mm-hmm. you like to, right? right. But maybe it's only one book a month. That's still great. Right. Maybe it's, then maybe you can increase it if you want to, but don't put so much pressure on yourself to go out and perform way beyond what you know you're going to for the long haul. Cause then it just backfires. Yeah, totally. And that's the thing where people get so caught up in, in these habits. They're going, okay, in 60 days, I'm going to, I'm going to be ready for this. I'm going to lose like 40 pounds. I'm going to be, because it's not about the habit. It's not it's about the result, result. or yes. the goal. And they get so caught up in that, which I think is what James Clear was just saying with the atomic habit. Yes. They get so caught up in that, that they're actually not creating any long-term or they're sustainable not a system. habits. It's not yeah. a system that they're right. creating that right. like, is that's sustaining them long-term. So yeah. even think about, so when I think about like my habits for this year, well, my phone's a big one because that's something I want for life. Right. Like yeah. it's a, it's a habit that I actually, I don't like being in out of control in that aspect where I can have control of things. And so that's like a habit that I'm really putting into play there. Um, and so when we, when we think about it, just focus on just each day. Like, I know that sounds so simple, but just focus on the system of each day. And, and James Clear talks about this. He has the four laws of behavior change are a simple set of rules we can use to build better habits. And they are number one, make it obvious, right? Mm-hmm. Number two, make it attractive. Number three, make it easy. And that's what I mean by this. Just really easy for what it is that you're doing. And four, make it satisfying. And again, I would take that and extrapolate it to make it satisfying for your life. Mm-hmm. These habits that you build, and then they just become staples of these big habits that you have in your life around and I think they should be, there should be habits around, um, this is just me talking. So you could just listen to that, but around the four kind of pillars that we always teach about, which is religion, spirituality, personal growth, whatever makes sense to you there. Right. Some sort of health wellness. I don't even like, it's not like get fit. It's more of just wellness is a better mm-hmm. term for that. That can be or health. I mean, just be yeah, healthy, healthy yeah. right? It doesn't, it doesn't, it's not a body type. It's not a, everybody. it's not running. It, it could be walking. It could not be anything. Right. You know, I remember this with my mom. I remember talking to her, I'm like, you need to run more. You do this stuff. And she's like, I just love walking. And I was like, why am I judging, telling somebody yeah. else to do that? And she walks for 
two hours a day and she loves it. Right. Yeah. It's just, that's a wonderful. Well, I mean, you, you, speaking of the animal world, but yes. I'm thinking about a- athletes, like health does look differently for everybody. Yes. A, um, a weightlifter health looks way different than a gymnast's yeah. health that looks different than a swimmer than a tennis pro then exactly but they're all healthy yes and so just figure out what that in theory optimize it yeah exactly <laughs> that optimization is for your health right for yes. what that looks like um and then uh financial habits yes. right that's a big one absolutely that's a really big one for people is building like what is your financial habit which is do you know how much you spend how much are you going to spend how much are, are you, you willing saving? to spend how much are you saving how much are you investing these are all habits people spend Ending, by the way, we didn't even talk about this, but like financial, people have really poor financial habits because they haven't really put energy into this. Nobody teaches you about it. Nobody talks about it. Mm-hmm. And so really understanding habits around financial wealth. You know, I was listening to Naval Ravikant's, um, his like somebody put together like a bunch of his tweets. And almanac, they, almanac. Yeah, his almanac, whatever you want to <laughs> refer to it as. And he just, he talks about how like money, making money is, is not something that happens to you. It's something that you do. And that it's just a, it's a set of rules or habits is the word he actually used that you just have in your life. Mm-hmm. And it, one of the things I really loved about his financial aspect of this, he goes, it's not about just working hard. He goes, you can work 80 hours a week in a restaurant and you never become wealthy. So it's not about hard working. It's about how you use your hard working time. Right. Exactly. And so I think that's like kind of like, what do you focus on? What do you say no to? So it's like, wait, or how you use the money that you've earned while well, working hard. That's what I'm saying. The financial okay. or not even that, or like how you use your time. Right. Like, oh, okay. like it's not just about like hard work is one thing sure. and it's a component of it, but it's not the only thing people like it's all about hard work. No, you can do a lot of hard work and, and never be doing, get, really get ahead. And, exactly. Or, yeah. And doing those things. So it does. So it's or how you use your money, different things. And so for the financially, like make sure you're, you're, you're doing a lot of work to earn your money. Make sure it's working for you, mm-hmm. right? Like create a habit around your your financial stuff, and then the the fourth component is just relationships or leadership, if that makes sense for you. Yes. Kind of like being that CEO of your life, but that relationship component. Like, what is your habits around your relationship? People don't even think like relationship with your kids, mm-hmm. if you have kids, with your dogs, with your. You know, we're talking earlier, like I gave away both my dogs and you were like, I could never do that. And that's a different relationship or a different (laughs) habit for those. Um, You know, we gave them away because our our kids. There's no habit there. That was, those are just life decisions. It's true. But, um, but the, uh, so the leadership habits, I just think of like, how often are you meeting with your team? How often are you checking in with them? What are your, what are your communication habits with your team? Like all those things. Well, and remember everything everybody does in their life is some sort of habit. So that's why I'm saying like we can break it down into those four pillars, leadership and relationships, financial habits, kind of this, this wellness habit bucket, and then your spirituality, personal growth, religion, whatever you want to kind of make in that fourth bucket. And that would be a good place to start and say, what are my habits in these areas? Mm -hmm. And then what is the. What is like the low lying, like very easy habit that I'm going to want to sustain for the rest of my life? It's not about I hand you this for 60 days and then I'm done. Cause that's where I think people, they get so caught up in like some, this is a means to an end. But then when it ends, it ends and they go back to their old habit. Mm-hmm. And um, so I think, especially if you're not having done it for long enough. Yeah. And, Cause most people don't, they do 60 days, 90 days, even six months. Look, you, I, you, I think you've got to health like, habits. That's not long it's enough. It's years. Yeah. It's years. For of some building. habits, it might be, it might be enough. Yes, it could be. But I do think for health, it's probably not. Especially, it depends on how long you've been doing the other habit for. Right. The unsupportive habits. Yeah, the unsupportive habits. Need to be corrected. All right. So if you're listening to this and you're this far, thanks for for hanging out with us. Um, Think about your, the four pillars of your life, right? That we just talked about. Health, spirituality, personal growth, right? 
relationships, leadership, and then financial. What are your habits in those? You can kind of use those four buckets and what are, what are your habits around those? Or do you not know what your habits are? And kind of what Hallie said earlier is like, do a check-in of what those habits are that you have in your life right now. And then don't go out there and try to change all of them, but just go and say, what, what would be a habit that I could start with that I'm really want to make this change for my life? Not like for 60 days, for 90 days, like I can really, it's going to be hard. It's going to be difficult. And I have to use my willpower in the beginning a lot stronger, but I would really want to stack these habits up. And I want to start with one. That's the building block of stacking every other habit, which is really like the, the whole point of stacking habits, right? Is that you get a easy base one, right? Mm-hmm. For me, I, I consider that easy base one health wise, which is I exercise mostly seven days a week for a certain period of time, right? Between an hour and two hours. That's just my base. And I eat, 90% plant-based, healthy, whatever that looks like, right? That's kind of like my baseline. Um, and then anything else above that is great. And you, same thing for, for leadership. I'm going to read and listen to a certain amount of books every single week to make sure that I'm improving on this. Um, I'm also, so again, you just kind of these baseline of habits that you have in your life. Just, just check them out, right? Hang out with them and see what they look like. And then figure out one or maybe two that you really want to start putting into play. And just knowing that's going to be difficult, but it's an infinite game. It's not about I'm getting this to the next 90 days. It's about I'm playing this for life. And so then how does that feel when you try that habit on? And if it feels good, which it may for initially, but it's going to be very difficult. Or it might not initially. Yeah. Or yeah. Keep keep going. Yeah. But again, what I mean to feel good is like mentally when you think about it, it's like, okay, that's something that I really can get behind and that feels good. And then when you actually have to start doing it, it's going to suck. Oh, yes. That's That's what I mean. So like it should be like something that like he says, like it should be satisfying, right? It should be attractive to you when you're thinking about it, at least. If it's not attractive to you and you're thinking about it, then it's not something you're going to do for life. Right. Um, and so it should, it should make it obvious, make it attractive, make it easy and make it satisfying so that you can actually um, create these habits and stack them for your entire life. Hey everybody. Thanks for listening. I want to let you know that applications are now open for our next session of project. U. project U is our year long full immersion training program for leaders and high achievers. Only 25 participants are accepted to the program each year and the results are transformational for every single one of them. Hear what Chris, a participant from our 2020 session had to say about the program. I'm in a better place now mentally, physically, with my business, and with my relationship than I ever could be. I have Project U to thank for that. Well, thank you for that, Chris. Learn more and apply at adamhergenrother.com slash project dash U or find the link in the show notes. See you next week for another episode of Business Meets Spirituality.